Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Uh, we want to discuss today about uh, setting the right attitudes uh, with employees who are working remotely. And you, uh, today uh, I'm excited to discuss with Teresa. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Anatoly? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And um, um, I check out your LinkedIn profile. You have extended experience about this topic. And uh, I think that uh, all companies uh, today have this issue to uh, cooperate with people uh, who are working remotely. Before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your uh, background, and why you decided to take this topic. Thank you. My name is Teresa Warnstaff. I'm a collaborative leadership advisor. I work with individuals and corporations to help them really align their teams for maximum um, profitability, maximum, maximum productivity, and to ensure that their teams are thriving. Because you can processize things, but unless you have the behavior and the mindset and the uh, the culture that supports a strong team, success is not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, completely. Okay, uh, let's talk about measuring. Uh, for example, uh, I can measure uh, my uh, money that I have in pocket in a bank account, but how I can measure uh, the success or how I can uh, set up the right goals. And uh, yeah, because uh, it's uh, subjective uh, for someone, it's success for others, it might not. <laughs> can you provide your insights about that? I'd love to. Success is defined individually as well as collectively, and they have to be aligned. Um, so if you define success as a project coming in on time and under budget, but you have a colleague who sees a challenge with that project, you need to be able to align expectations and align the project so that everybody sees the win coming in. There has to be collaboration and a meeting of the minds. This is one of the key elements that we see in today's corporate environment that's missing. This collaboration, the co-creation, the alignment of purpose and values. And it's why we have the great resignation, you know, for individuals who don't find meaning or don't find purpose or don't feel that their contribution is acknowledged, um, they're going to leave. They're going to find something better. And it's the same with a project. If you want it to be successful, everyone must be invested in the outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Valuable. And, you know, uh, I had my experience about that uh, a few years ago. A few key players on my company left and uh, I didn't know what's going on because uh, I felt that everything is fine, but I was wrong <laughs> about that. Uh, I think um, a toxic environment appealed. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, uh, when uh, that was started, uh, I, I, uh, I thought, uh, you know, they are adults. They can decide uh, themselves without my help, without my uh, contribution. But I was wrong. Uh, people left. And uh, after this, I decided to take uh, a 
to pay more attention with uh, uh, providing positive environment and uh, yeah uh, we have some attitudes can you uh, share your insights how to learn that uh, something is wrong uh, where to start uh, i think that all companies wanna um uh to uh provide some preparation you know uh to take away all possibilities yeah just provide your insights about that yeah that's a great question and it's huge and it's the exploration that companies are doing right now so when the individual isn't aligned with the company purpose and values and you want to understand why that's happening you look to the leader who is the leader being not what they're doing because it's who they're being you know there's that saying who you are speaks so loudly i can't hear your words right mm -hmm. and that's true now more than ever in the workplace leaders have a great opportunity to look inside and shift their mindset to one that's less command control and more collaborate, co-create. And it does require a different set of skills. It does require that you be insightful on why you're behaving the way you're behaving and develop tools and strategies to realign that behavior to better support the individuals you manage and their success. Um, so whether it's, here's a really good example. If you get into conflict or if you find yourself losing your temper or getting frustrated, one of the best tools is to stop, pull back and do some deep breathing and do that until you move beyond the anger, beyond the frustration so that you can hear and meet people where they're at. Because when you're in those, those fiery emotions, you can't attend to what the other person is saying. So it's vital to stop, reorient who you are being in that moment, and then focus in on the other person. Get curious, observe, ask open-ended questions, and make sure that they feel that you are with them completely and that it is not a combative situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay, uh, uh, let's um, dive deeply, you know, uh, about uh, such things. For example, uh, how uh, leaders can uh, listen or hear others? Uh, what do they need to do to talk to them, to spend time on meetings, to have private conversations. Can you provide tools uh, to listen to others? And uh, for example, uh, if I know uh, what they want to get and I can't do it right now, but how I can empower them, encourage to work hard, to uh, uh, produce results? Because uh, I think people are not robots. They're emo <laughs> they have emotions. And um, mm -hmm. for example, I respect uh, all people who work with me, cooperate with me. And um, 
but you know, sometimes it's hard to understand each other, and uh, people can hide something from me uh, because uh, uh, I'm a boss, yeah, and uh, I don't know <laughs> for any reasons. Uh, but I wanna be transparent with anybody else. I just tell them, tell me uh, what's going on, uh, everything I can. If I can help, I will help. Can you provide more technical tools how to handle this process? Yeah, that's a great question. And I actually have some videos on YouTube that talk about how to bridge that communication gap and some of the steps. First and foremost, be present. Absolutely be present and in the moment. Take all the distractions and let them go. And if you can't take that first step and be 100% present with whomever you're having the conversation with, then postpone it until a time when you can. That doesn't help anybody if you half show up. And that includes meetings. So let me just expand on that a little bit. When you sit in a meeting, if you can't be present, do whatever you can to manage your behavior so that you can show up and be with the people in the meeting. Not be thinking about the next meeting, the report that's due at five o'clock or anything else be present. A lot harder than you think it is. A lot of people struggle. They struggle with being present. So we can go into deeper de details about that, but be present, use breathing, count your breaths, let your thoughts drift away. And then secondly, open listening. That means you're not formulating your response before the person speaks. You're not um, thinking of other things. You're not, you're not listening to the respond, which is a really big one. You're 100% present. So first, be present. Second, open listening. Receive everything that they're telling you. Third, reflect back what you hear. If I heard you, this is what you said. And I would say about seven out of 10 times, you're going to get something wrong. And it could be the main message. So taking the time to ensure that you're both operating on the same page is critical. Fourth, ask what action they need from you. What do you need me to do to support this? Listen, is there something you need me to do? Is there somebody else we need to get involved? Be really clear on how you can move that individual to the outcome that they need or want. And then five, absolutely be your word. 100% of the time. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you cannot do it, you communicate and you say, listen, something's come up. I'll get back to you by X day, X time with what you need. So be present, open and curious listening, reflect back what they said to you. Make sure that you negotiate, play ping pong, tennis, whatever your game is, right? until you both are on the same understanding, agree on next steps, and then execute.
Does that help? Yeah, of course, of course. But you know, uh, from my experience, um, it's better to practice. <laughs> you know, when <laughs> yeah, when you've learned something, I think that it's better to uh, yeah. yeah to act because acting only shows what works for you. Uh, yeah. And uh, okay, uh, let's talk about leadership. Um, yeah. And um, for example, if I am a shy person, uh, I ashamed everything, you know, uh, uh, I scare uh, to do something new because people can judge me. Uh, how these people can uh, overcome these obstacles to believe that they can uh, go ahead? Uh, and uh, is any chance to be a leader uh, if you have this temper uh, from scratch? Yeah, absolutely. So shyness is, uh, I'm going to define it as a lack of confidence, a lack of, of, yeah, lack of confidence. Into, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to um, contrast that. Introverts are not that individual who wants to jump in and have conversations with everybody all the time. I, I'm a, an introvert. Mm-hmm. Shyness absolutely is a way of being that you can learn how to develop tools to overcome your shyness. And at the core, it starts with building your confidence. And little things like making small stretch goals, for example, taking yourself out of your comfort zone for half an hour. Mm -hmm. whether it's to randomly talk to the person at the water cooler or reach out to an employee that you work with, one of your teammates, your boss, and say, can you give me 15 minutes? And then develop a conversation and rapport and start to open up your circle of influence. Start to get to know people and build a platform that you feel confident. Also, do things that are a little bit outside your comfort zone. That also helps to build confidence. And third, I would say, do the inner work. So, Anatoly, you said something uh, just a moment ago about practicing. There is a misconception that this life has a destination and it doesn't, it's a journey. It's a journey of being the absolute best version of you that you can be. And that destination keeps changing and growing based on who you are and how you're growing. It's the same with shyness, take small, incremental steps that push you a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but not so much that you sabotage yourself. It's the exact same way with life, regardless of you're an introvert or an extrovert, shy or confident. Small steps, small incremental steps of growth create yeah. the best version of yourself. You know, uh, I remember when uh, I decided to uh, launch my YouTube channel. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, I uh, scheduled uh, the first day when uh, I'm going to uh, film first video. Uh, and, you know, uh, in the morning, I felt for me it's better to break my leg than uh, film this video, you know. <laughs> uh, really, you know, uh, and um, I don't remember uh, the time. It, it, that was four years ago, something like this. Uh, that was Russian channel. And, yeah, uh, I, I was shy a lot, you know, uh, to film my first video. And I got it uh, only experience uh, when you face your uh, fears all the yeah. time you can overcome these fears it's consistency just uh, working uh, on this direction and if you meet them uh, face them you know yeah you can overcome these fears and uh, um, today uh, i think that uh, uh, anything is possible if you believe that you can just go ahead and uh, can you uh, provide your insights about distractions because you mentioned that uh, you need to take away all distractions it's hard for example uh, i have my iphone you know i always need to check out uh, my social media profiles emails many other things it's hard to pay attention with priorities can you tell how to uh, um, I don't know how to uh, train myself, <laughs> how to overcome these obstacles, because uh, uh, it looks simple. Just take away the smartphone and yeah, uh, anything will be fine. But it's not the case, you know, when you work, you always take it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Can you share what to do? Absolutely. It's self-discipline. It is distractions or avoidance. When When you're distracted, you're avoiding doing something. And the only, really the only way is to be self-disciplined and put the phone on the other side of the, the room or in another room or um, don't go on to Facebook, don't go on to Instagram, TikTok, which is one of my favorite new platforms. <laughs> Just don't go on. I mean, it is it is self-discipline and it, unfortunately there's no quick fixes and there's no ways of modifying behavior besides stopping yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Okay, uh, you know, uh, I check out on your LinkedIn profile that you have experience to cooperate with uh, Fortune 100 and uh, mm -hmm. big companies. Uh, can you tell how to uh, help uh, big companies uh, to uh, overcome their obstacles or find the way? Because from my experience, they are busy a lot, you know, they have no time. Uh, they need to develop and invite their products but uh, if uh, I don't know if they don't pay attention with uh, uh, empowering their employees um, uh, high results yeah it's hard to get high results can you share from your experience where you start and how you find the problems that they have especially for example if you don't know their products uh, and uh, yeah you need to uh, talk to their employees to uh, set up meetings or uh, any insights uh, where to start in the process yeah great question 100% of the time, it's about the leadership. So if you can work with the executive team, um, behavioralize values so that you're not just saying respect is a value, you're actually embodying that value in how you do and drill down right to the individual. How does respect, how does respect occur 
for that individual person. You know, if they're on sales or customer success or if they're client facing, then it's about respecting the client, which means really attending to their needs and listening. If you're uh, in supply chain or vendor facing, then it's about collaborating and respecting your vendors, right? Which means which means it's a win-win. You know, you don't take advantage or, or, or um, make it challenging to do business with each other. Um, so A, it absolutely starts at the top. If you can't get um, executive buy-in for cultural change, leadership behavior change, then it's moving into the individual teams and doing the little microcosm and working with the leader to identify what are the values this team embodies? What is the purpose of this team? And then aligning the individual purpose with the team's purpose so that the, the individuals and the leader clearly understand what their role is. It allows the individual to be completely engaged and invested in the outcome of whatever you're doing. So when you look at McKinsey's coming out with a report, um, hopefully by the end of the year, but I, I, I heard them talking about workplace change and the great resignation and what they're finding. And what they're finding is that people are leaving because they don't feel appreciated, because they don't um, feel like they belong, their work isn't acknowledged, and they don't feel like they have purpose. And what has happened with us bringing, um, bringing the individual to a remote workplace is they now have a new relationship with themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And those disconnects have exacerbated tremendously and become real issues. They're now looking at their own stress and behavior and seeing that their job is the origin. And they're choosing themselves over a dysfunctional workplace. So when we talk about change in the corporate environment, 100% of the time, it has to start with leadership. You have to create the culture that allows the employee to thrive. Yeah, valuable. Okay, let's talk about creating a culture. Uh, how to find what kind of culture I need to have uh, if uh, all employees are different? Uh, I mean, like uh, we have different goals. Someone uh, is happy if a family happy. Uh, others might uh, want to achieve uh, you know, uh, big uh, steps on their careers. Uh, and... Uh, uh dress wanna <laughs> spend time on the beaches so paradise islands uh yeah how to uh unite them with one goals uh in one team uh if yeah we have different cultures and different meaning of this this lives yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> you talked about extremes the individual who works the 80 hour week and the individual who wants to work the 20 hour week um, and there's the whole spectrum in between, right? So this isn't my area of expertise. I can certainly talk about it from the corporate side. But when you are looking for that right job, that place you want to work, 
uh, look at reviews online. How is mm-hmm. the company received um, in places like Indeed and and all the other um, uh, online places where they put up um, notices for jobs? And ask critical questions. What's important to you? Identify what's important, what values you want to see. Look at the company values. Do you align? Um, identify the company purpose. Look at their leadership team. How does the leadership team present in a public environment? Um, But ask a lot of critical questions. Ask about things that are important to you. And if they can't answer them or the answer isn't satisfactory, that's probably not the right place for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, Let's talk about management. Um, Yeah. Uh, How do I know that uh, I have the right management uh, inside my company. Uh, probably I can feel that uh, I do it everything right, but <laughs> uh, uh, but when the results are not growing uh, and yeah, uh, how to analyze that uh, something is wrong with that and where to start to learn more about management? Uh, okay, uh, so. If you have a manager who's underperforming, you'll see that in up in two ways. Number one, your KPIs, you're not meeting your, your objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, high employee um, uh, vacations, sick leave, um, high instance of employees leaving. So people aren't staying on the team. They can't create that cohesive team. Those are some key indicators. If you want to know how well a person is managing, ask their team mm-hmm. 100% of the time. And they'll say, wow, this, this doesn't work for me. And gosh, we had this conversation on Friday. An employee needs to feel safe enough to say whatever is true for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you need to make sure you have the environment for that yeah and i'm sorry i lost that second question <laughs> <laughs> i mean like uh how to fix management uh yeah. if i'm not sure that something is wrong with that <laughs> yeah oh it's, it's probably is... how to analyze you know <laughs> what kind of problems you have on your management <laughs> yeah so to analyze how well managers are doing. It's certainly looking at their key performance indicators, their KPIs, as well as talking to their team to change the behavior, um, get them a coach, get them somebody who can help fill in the gaps of leadership. Um, And this is true for emerging leaders, but having that one-on-one mentor, um, that mentor that brings to the table the behaviors and skills you want to foster in the new or new manager or the manager who's not doing well yeah you know i found on your linkedin uh that uh, you can help developing skills uh, uh about self um, empowerment to know uh themselves in the beginning or wisdom can you share what does it mean <laughs> yeah I can. 
if we're not getting the results we want, mm-hmm. we need to look within. So it's about who we are being in the workplace. So looking at how you're interacting with your team, what your expectations are, what's your communication style, um, what's your collaboration style, do you co-create? And it's just like a project that's not going well. When you have a project that's not going well, you bring in an expert to analyze and give you reasons why and how to fix it. The same with managers. Bring somebody in who's got expertise on leadership. Bring somebody in who exhibits the leadership expertise that you want to see in your team. Someone like me who can help them grow into the best version of themselves and the unintended results will include a much more successful team and the ability to grow within the company, rise to different levels, grow across different verticals so they can expand their capabilities and be even more valuable to the company. And the individual is so much happier when they're successful, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you uh, mentioned about uh, uh, expectations, you know. Uh, for example, from my experience, um, I don't build high expectations because I did it a few times. I didn't get them. And yeah. uh, uh, it's not good when you discourage uh uh, because you can achieve your goals, dreams. Uh, and uh, I think it's more important to uh, love the process. For example, uh, I remember my second business when I um, uh, chased money. I didn't care about uh, anything else, just money. Uh, I wanted to earn all money in the world, but, you know, uh, I hated this business. I loved Friday. I hated Monday. And, yeah, that was not good experience for happiness. And uh, today uh, I'm grateful because uh, the Ukrainian revolution destroyed this business. And <laughs> today I can live more happy life because uh, I'm focusing on process. I don't care about um, expectations. If I can achieve them, that's okay. I can go ahead because, you know, uh, I'm not waiting when someone will pay money for me to play ping pong, for example. Yeah, Uh, I love the process. I I can spend all my time to play ping pong, basketball, uh, many other activities because uh, my uh, I think it's the same with a job. You know, if uh, your job is hobby, you can go ahead without building high expectations. And uh, you mentioned that uh, to build expectations. Can you provide more insights how to build the right expectations? I mean, like uh, uh, people often want to get quick results. From my experience, quick results don't exist, you know, uh, possible from my experience. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know about others. Uh, and, uh, I, um, yeah, what do you think, uh, how to build the right expectations? That's a great question, Anatoly. I would say I'm going to answer it from two perspectives. So for self, um, I would set expectations that push you just a little bit outside your comfort zone, right? Because if you always do the same thing, you always get the same results, right? It's like when we talked earlier about being shy, you want to push just a little bit, not so that you're 
anxious and scared, but enough so that you get a different result. Mindset. 100% of the time, mindset. If you believe you can achieve something, you will. And if you don't get the exact results that you projected, then slightly adjust your mindset, slightly adjust your expectations. The universe will always respond when you ask for something or when you set a goal, when you set expectations. It doesn't always look 100% like what you wanted because it's not always in your best interest to get exactly what you set your mind on. Now, as far as managing a team, um, it's about mutual expectations. Agree on what you believe the outcome should be based on everything else that's going on for that employee. So that's where collaboration, communication, and co-creation really come into play. Um, and it's up to the leader to ask the critical questions to understand why the expectations may not be exactly what they thought they were. There may need to be a slight adjustment. Does that yeah, make sense? Got it. Of course, I think failing only brings a new experience, nothing else, you know. <laughs> and yes. uh, uh, okay, let's talk about mutual expectations. Uh, uh, that means I need to set up these expectations with my team uh, mm-hmm. and tell them, okay, we are here, we are going to be here, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or even uh, grow up much faster. Uh, Can you provide more insights about mutual expectations, uh, how to set up them, how to collaborate with your team to, uh, I don't know, try to get them? Yeah, I'd love to. So when you're talking about a project, you want to put the project outcome up on, uh, let's say you're working on a whiteboard or you're, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's in Zoom or or another uh, platform or live, put the goal up on the whiteboard, and then ask your team, how are we going to get there? Because what you're going to do is draw in all of their strings and really start to catalyze ideas and thoughts. And and that's where the magic happens. That's when your team comes alive, you get magic, and you're drawing from the intelligence of 12 people, not just one, right? Mm -hmm. And so be open to feedback, be open to communicate, to collaborate and allow everybody to voice their thoughts and opinions and negotiate. You know, okay, John says this, Sam says that, and Fahima says this. Well, let's bring all three together and find out how we can, what's that word? Alchemize all that information and juiciness into a single beautiful conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha, valuable. Okay, how to collaborate? Uh, do we need to set up meetings uh, to talk by phone or I don't know, <laughs> or just find five minutes a day? Uh, you know, for example, from my experience, mm, uh, I'm not a big lover of meetings. Uh, I don't know because we, uh, uh, had a lot of meetings uh, and many of them 
uh, didn't get any results. We just discuss uh, totally the same stuff that we do it uh, on uh, our CRM, on messengers, or uh, when we see each other. And um, yes, I think that um, I decided to take away most meetings, you know, just because it doesn't work for us. Uh, how then to uh, collaborate, how to find uh, these cohesive goals and where to uh, put them, I mean, like to hit in the wall or uh, have on your smartphone as dashboard. Yeah. Yeah. Use Slack or Teams or I don't think it's either or I think it's both. So uh, I'm going to back up and say meetings have gotten a bad rap, right? Um, our history of meetings is not one of co-creation, right? Our history of meetings is somebody standing at the front of the room, blah, 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 right? And I mean, <laughs> most of us are not auditory learners. We don't want to be talked at. We want to engage. So I actually think meetings are vital. I think that you need to have team meetings once a week so that every, well, depending on how quickly the project runs, I, I know projects who you need to actually meet daily, but typically it's once a week and everybody gets to say what's going on for them and they get to ask for help and they get to offer solutions. So when you have a meeting like that, it becomes, again, you're creating magic. It becomes more fun and more engaging. Um, and then on the individual level, because every individual contributes to the success of the project and every individual is part of a team, I think every manager should meet with their, their each individual at least once a week. And I do have a bias and it's a conscious bias. I think it needs to be with video on. And here's why. So much is communicated with body language, right? And if I, if you ask me how I am and I'm having a fabulous day, you'll hear it in my voice, but you'll see it in my body language. Conversely, if I'm not doing well and I'm working from home and I'm not going into the office and I'm not engaged with other people except maybe family, the only way you're going to know I'm not doing well is by seeing me. And the only way you can be that really inspirational influence in somebody's life as their leader is to see them. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I, I love to see people. You know, I love to talk to them. Okay. And uh, I have the last question about strategy. And okay. um, uh, yeah, uh, I found in your LinkedIn profile as well about uh, uh, if you've learned something, put to action. Uh, I couldn't agree more with that. You know, I think that uh, uh, people often uh, learn a lot more uh, without actions. And uh, we have short memory. We can forget all skills that we got it. And of course, it's better to test them, to uh, practice. And for, uh, for me, acting provides a lot more skills and knowledge than uh, uh, learning. Uh, can yeah. you 
share your insights about uh, how to translate uh, what you've learned to action? Yes, I can. And I'm going to, again, lean back into values and purpose. If you're going to take action and execute on a new new project or a new job or a new endeavor, um, run it through uh, three filters. Number one, does it align with every single value you have in the company? Number two, will it meet the purpose of the company or the individual? And number three, does it support or contribute to the vision the company has? And and I'm going to define vision because we haven't talked about that yet. A vision, a company vision is how the world will be when you successfully execute the company's purpose. So if all of those are met, then absolutely move forward strategically and then you move into collaboration. Now let's bring it to the table, put it on the board and let's talk about how we're going to create this result. Yeah, got it, Teresa. A lot. Thanks a lot for all your valuable insights. You know, I've learned. Uh, I'm going to uh, test something from uh, your suggestions. Of course, um, I'm in the way uh, to learn more about uh, that uh, stuff. And uh, can you share how people can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you? Yes, thank you, Anatoly. You can, of course, find me on LinkedIn. And my website is TeresaWarnstaff.com. And please come visit my website. I have two free eBooks. One is about employee retention, and the other is about managing a workforce. And in that ebook on top 10 strategies for managing a workforce, managing a team, I've also included 10 tips on how to structure a work office, a home office, so that you're successful. So there's lots of great information, and I hope you are able to jump into my website and get a copy for yourself. Okay, guys, you can find uh, the website and LinkedIn profile in the description below. Listen us on Google, Apple, Spotify. Thanks for your time. Thanks for all your insights. It's so valuable. And thanks, guys, for watching or listening us. Thank you, Anatoly. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.